Hey everybody, this is Chris from CSS Tricks with a new video screencast. I'm going to attempt to talk about JavaScript templating. Not a huge expert, but I think it's an interesting topic and it's something to know about as a front-end developer for sure. So what is a JavaScript template? What is a template at all? A template just being like a little chunk of HTML. So something happens on your page, some kind of event happens, triggers, and you need a little chunk of kind of pre-formatted HTML that you're going to use JavaScript to kind of plunk onto the page. So... Yeah, where does that HTML come from? Well, it might just be like literally some HTML, you know? It might just be like chunk.html. You know, a lot of JavaScript is working with the DOM and doing this type of thing. So it'd be like a div with a class of like movie or something. And, uh, you know, there's like an H2 in it of movie title and, and what else. And this is, this wouldn't be probably static like this. Uh, lorem 10. Um, it probably wouldn't be static like this. There would probably be some kind of server side template. Uh, and this would be in like your language of choice. And this would be like, you know, in Rails, it would be like, you know, movie title or something. Uh, and then and then the server would kind of put the data in there and what you get back is you know what it was before uh, and then you use JavaScript to kind of plunk it onto the page where you need to with jQuery or something like that. So that's where the you know that's what would be a server side template is when you just kind of ask for some data from the server and it returns fully formatted HTML ready for you to use. Uh, but that's not always the case. Sometimes it kind of actually makes a little bit more sense to get that HTML right from JavaScript without having to go to the server, or at least without having to go to the server multiple times like you might. So imagine some kind of simple to-do app like this, just a little demo on CodePen that I found by searching for to-do app, you know. Uh, so type a new task, you know, vacuum. Why did I say vacuum? I can't spell vacuum. The floor, and then press this add button and it moves it up here. So there's clearly some DOM manipulation stuff going on, but it didn't just take my text and move it up here. There's some other stuff added, right? It's probably a list item or something, and it probably, it becomes this clickable link. So an anchor tag was wrapped around it, and then this guy was added too, which has different states. So it took the text that I wrote and used some kind of little template uh, to get the HTML just how it wanted to, and then kind of moved it up into the main list. So, I mean, I guess we could look through here and figure it out. It looks like, you know, it it, uh, it takes the value and then appends a list item, which has, and then adds classes and appends spans to it and stuff. This is all kind of mixed into the functionality here. It's not actually using any kind of templating. And maybe that's fine for this simple little demo. It certainly gets the point across here. But as things get a little more complicated or you're trying to break away concerns a little bit, sometimes it's nice to have a little template where you can control that HTML very succinctly that's separate from the rest of all the kind of action and stuff going on in your JavaScript. Now, there's a number of different ways to do JavaScript templating. Uh, NetToots even has an article on it, kind of best practices with JavaScript templates. And, you know, they have a bunch of rules and examples in here. And this is a great article to look through for this. Uh, I like this first rule kind of underscore for simple handlebars for complex. So what is, 
Um, what does underscore mean? Underscore means literally underscore JS, which is a nice JavaScript library that I'm sure at least some of you are familiar with. It adds like all kinds of fun stuff to JavaScript that um, kind of big web apps, like I think a very lot of them end up using something like jQuery for all, a lot of the DOM stuff and Ajax stuff, and then underscore as well for a lot of its kind of extra abilities that can do. Um, I won't go into all of them, but we're going to try to focus just on templating. So so underscore JS has templating built into it somewhere. If I search for template and we can click it and it will give us a little demo of how templating works in underscore. So let's try to do it from scratch, shall we? Maybe I'll just go, hey, make a new pen here and we're going to attempt to do this from scratch. Now it, we could do this, you know, out in the world here, we could just go HTML. Like if we're doing this like in our real project here, we'd have like our website and then we'd have a script tag and it would be like have all our global stuff in it, which probably includes underscore and jQuery and stuff all smushed together like good developers. And we would have like the source for, you know, this section and it would have the template and stuff in it that we're going to do. You know, we could work that way or if you can't see here, uh, but we're just going to use CodePen because we're just kind of learning the concept here and, you know, making a reasonable chunk here to use. So when we write JavaScript here in CodePen, it just kind of runs. So that if you're not familiar with that, that is how this works. We need underscore available to us, though. CodePen makes that real easy. I'm going to open the gear here and just type underscore, and it's going to, like, autofill a place where that might kind of be available to us. So there's the underscore library. Now we have that available to us, which is nice. Uh, and we can kind of like maybe just copy and paste some code here from, uh, from, uh, from their example. So this is how it works. Underscore literally underscores defined as an underscore and underscore JS. And here's a little, a little template. Hello name where name is Mo and it's going to output that. So if we were to be like var, you know, output equals that, uh, we could, do like console.log output and see it. So let's open that. We're just kind of getting set up here and then we'll work, we'll work ourselves. See what it output there it was hello mo. Ignore the errors above that. That was just, you know, it rendering as I was as I was typing and stuff. But if we do that, hello mo, uh, it replaced the this open bracket. Let's make it a little bigger for you. Open kind of the this like rails output style kind of thing uh name where name equals mo so the output it replaced name with mo according to our data here so that's basically how it works it's 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 kind of cool there so we can define this template as whatever we want so let's change the template a little bit so it, it makes a little more sense um we can we can kind of give ourselves some room here and we could do something like use html in here and go like uh div class equals movie or like we were playing with before i don't have a big plan for this or something but then like h2 and then use that same syntax uh movie title this is how you work with underscore templates this is just we're just gonna kind of create something for ourselves here uh and then like a paragraph where i just want to lit more than one data item in here movie description let's say we'll close that paragraph we'll close out our div 
And now we have this like big kind of long string. And you know, some people don't love, oops, um, that, uh, putting HTML and JavaScript. But this is a, this is a template. This is, this is what it's for here. The idea is we're kind of separating the concerns of the data that we pass it and the template that we're going to use. It's not all mixed together, which is kind of nice. It makes it a lot easier to update this up HTML in the future while keeping it all in JavaScript. Now our data, though, needs to match this data that we're expecting. So we need a set of data to, to use this. Now, the, an example of why you might use JavaScript templating at all is because you, like, you ask some API for data and the API comes back to you in JSON. JSON is really easy to use and nice in JavaScript, but JSON isn't pre-formatted HTML. You need to get that data into the format that you want to use it in. So we need some like we need some like data to use for it. So we could go like var data. And this is a kind of example where like, hey, maybe we should just maintain this kind of elsewhere because that's kind of convenient sometime and doesn't mess with our kind of main concern pen over here. I could, we could save this and then I'll make a new pen, maybe just for fun here, where I just make the data over here. Uh, and the data is just be JSON, so it's already an object literal here with the brackets on there. And we'll do like movies is like an array. And in the array is like some other object. So each one of these things is a movie of itself, yeah? And then what did we call it? Like movie title and movie description. So like movie title is something like commando or something. And movie description that we're just like faking an API here. Arnold kicks butt. Okay, cool. That looks like valid Jason so far, right? And then there's another movie. We need, a, we need two. So like Jaws where a shark. <laughs> okay, cool. So now we have data and we can save this too. And then we have this URL. I don't know if you knew this in Copem, you can just put like JS at the end of it and then you get that and you can Ajax against that or whatever you want. Or you can just take this URL and just plop it into the external resources here. I have two because I'm pro. And then uh, it'll use that as well. Yeah, cool. So if we move the console we're just, I just want to kind of explore the JavaScript in here. We have to move this to the code pen iframe so that we're in that world as we screw around here. Data then is like defined and it's those two movies and there's two, it's an array with two of them. There's zero and one and it has this data that it's expecting. So if we change, if we get rid of this data that it's like wanting here that we're trying to just pass it and just do like data.movies uh, like the first one. It should output okay. Uh, cool. Did it? Yes, it did. But it's just console.logging it. Let's use a little bit of jQuery to just drop it in the DOM. So we'll do like body append that output. And then it will show up there. Arnold kicks butt. Or if we move it, to, that's the first one, remember, from our data. Or if we make it one, it'll be Jaws kicks butt. Cool. So now we have like data that we're maintaining that like theoretically came from some API or something. We've decided that this is what the HTML looks like. Uh, we compile the template and then just dunk it on the page. So that's JavaScript templating with underscore. Uh, yeah, I guess you could just stop here or we could just play around with it a little bit more. Maybe we want to update both of them. We could do something like a for loop. You can just type for tab to get like a basic one here. Um, 
And then it would be like data.movies.length. We're trying to cycle through each of the movies that we get. And maybe we'll have like a string so we don't have to append the DOM each time. We'll go like, you know, to append string or something is a, just an empty string. And then we'll go like to append string equals where we compile that. But it's I instead of one. And then the to append string, we'll just append that instead. And it's going to append both of them, theoretically, if I did it right. It didn't, though. To append string, oh, plus equals, you know? So there's both of them now. So we just got all the data back. And for every movie that we had in our data, you know, we have, we have output our template here, you know? And the template, obviously, can just be whatever. It can be like, you know, dot movie... Is, has padding of five pixels and margin of one rem and background of pink or whatever, and it'll just look a little more template-like then. Yeah, and you can imagine how all that could go. And then if this got more complicated, you just kind of, like, name more data. You're like, well, this should have, you know, an image in it, too, of class equals movie image. <laughs> Uh, which is self-closing and has a proper alt tag for accessibility and all that stuff. Uh, and then this will fail because it's like, oh, it, it did output. It didn't actually fail. But I wonder if it console.log complains about it. Like, you don't have this data. Or maybe it, it only complains like if you pass it data that it doesn't need or something. But it doesn't matter if it doesn't have it there. Anyway, that's the kind of thing that's like a little interesting about templates and have them all kind of work in different way. So that's the basics of underscore templating. Now, I mean, it's not clearly not the only templating you can do in the world. Um, uh, John Resig has a post about micro-templating that's worth a read because it's actually pretty interesting how this all kind of works. Just this little bit of JavaScript right here is kind of the basics of how you might do a template that's actually quite similar to how underscore does it, where instead of defining your template as kind of like a string like we did there, you do script type equals HTML and then use these little, the same kind of things that represent data here. Uh, in your template and then this thing like goes through it and actually like makes a, it's like a function generator in JavaScript and makes a little function that gets called that outputs the right HTML. It's actually pretty clever and worth a read. It's even a little bit more complicated than a James Padolsi article that just came out super recently uh, that's interesting too, that um, it has even less code that ends up making a little function generator that just does the interpolation part only, uh, which is rather quite clever. Um, this stuff is starting to get a little bit over my head. I generally like to pick a templating engine that, that works and is well-renowned and that I can just use and there's documentation for. Um, there is also... Handlebars JS, which is just a little bit more complicated, um, and yeah, and 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 must so handlebars is it's mustache templates with I don't know there's mustache as well right so that's kind of a templating thing that's popular, mustache being just kind of like a funny word to call a curly bracket. Uh, Twitter has its own JavaScript templating. Uh, Hogan, which apparently ha has some kind of server side precompiled stuff with it as well. The Mozilla Developer Network has a whole page on how this all works um, and lots of different options. So there's a lot to talk about here. I 
just wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit to get you thinking like, oh, when should I use a server-side template? And when should I use JavaScript? And when does that make sense? And, you know, the answer to that being, you know, if you don't, if it saves you an extra round trip to the server, it's almost always worth it to do in JavaScript. And especially for simple little things like we just covered. And the Nut Toots article is very well. So I'll make a link to all of that stuff, including our little dumb demo here. Maybe I'll clean it up a little bit so it's more useful. But look at that little template separating the data out. It's really fun to play with. So hopefully that opens your eyes a little bit to what JavaScript templating is, how easy it is, and how it can help you. Until next time, folks, see you later. Bye.